what Meta is doing totally unacceptable. Um, and I warned them during the conversations in the past of the risk of blocking news. We've, so I'm asking them uh, to go back on their decision and allow people to have access to news and information uh, in, in, in Canada. That is the voice of Pablo Rodriguez. Once upon a time, the heritage minister now in charge of fixing transportation. God help us all. Hopefully he does a better job than what he did with Bill C-18. But nonetheless, the uh, fight between the Trudeau government uh, and Meta certainly has escalated with uh, the Trudeau government demanding it lift its reckless ban, that's what they're calling it, on uh, Canadian news so that those escaping things like wildfires can get the emergency content. But, you know, Rodriguez, he was warned and warned and warned over and over and over again by the big tech companies of what would happen if he put this legislation through as written as a take it or leave it, and they left it. So it's not that, you know, Meta is blocking news as much as it's chosen to walk away. But why the Trudeau government did not just go the Australian route of allowing broadcast companies to negotiate a side deal or put in measures for emergency information, um, they've got themselves to blame. Let's go to Brett, Dr. Brett Carraway, Associate Professor with the Institute of Communication, Culture, Information, and Technology over at the U of T. Good to have you. Good morning. How are you doing? Well, we're having a predictable fight that we all probably saw coming, and now it's being kind of spun. We're getting a whole lot of mis- and disinformation at a time when I don't think we uh, need more. Yeah, I find this situation, it's just, I mean, it's a tragedy on the one hand, and then watching the discourse around how the Canadian government has tried to shake down tech companies for a link tax. And as I preface every single time I come on the show, I do not like Facebook. I do not like social media. I'm one of the biggest critics out there. But they implemented a link tax. And that's crazy. And I don't want anyone to ever forget that. And that's, you know, only going to hurt Canadian citizens and Canadian journalists. And this is what we're seeing as a result of that. I would like for them to go back and, you know, rethink their reckless link tax. Let's start with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I don't feel sorry for big tech either. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I just don't. Having said that, um, you know, this is something that this government could step back, repeal the law or do something or sit down at the table um, to figure out. But they haven't done that. And so they've got all the ministers out there like barking, uh, you know, at Meta as if it's going to help. It's not. It'll probably, if if not, expedite Google to, to go. I and mean, they've already started to strip out a lot of their stuff. Um, but really, it is Canadians caught in the middle. Certainly uh, broadcasting, we're starting to see the fallout of this. It's again, we're playing politics with policy that I think is not just stupid, but it is reckless. Yeah, and I, you know, a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing yeah. uh, in terms of commentary from the government, from other media scholars, I also think is a, is misrepresenting the situation right. that's transpiring right now. You know, this is a moment of crisis communication, and I do understand that a lot of Canadians turn to social media to get their news traditionally. But, you know, a lot of that is people sitting down over a cup of coffee first thing in the morning to figure out what's going on in politics, not when a wildfire is bearing down on them. This is a a different type of communication context, and there's some nuance here. If you want to know about what's happening in terms of a crisis in your immediate vicinity, you usually turn to other channels like SMS communication over everybody's smartphone or email 
um, phone calls. There's other ways for the government to get in touch with you if there is a crisis. Also, you know, you can literally type in Canada.ca. We're not stupid. We do know how to do things like look up gov.nt.ca, or you can actually type in cbc.ca, right, to go get the news that you need. Uh, and if you want to direct message people or see what your local community is doing on Facebook through some sort of Facebook group, guess what? That's still there. It's yeah. not like Facebook has made it, uh, or it's not like Facebook has instituted some sort of prohibition on communicating about the, the wildfires. And it's, you know, the last thing I would think that I would be doing if I was in a crisis scenario would be sitting down and just looking at Facebook. And this well, but, is a platform that gets critiqued constantly for misinformation and disinformation. So I would be going directly to the source, not seeing what my neighbor or crazy uncle is sharing on Facebook. Sure. But at the same time, you know, when you're in a rush and you need a lot of information from different perspectives, it's, you know, you go to Google, you put in the name Canadian Fire, and you get at least seven or eight different sources. I mean, I, I've got sources all around me. It's not just one source that I go to. And so you get mm-hmm. a ton of choice in a very quick time so you can make your decisions. That, that's what it, yeah. we see now is at risk. And certainly the Trudeau government is now facing, you know, policy of what politicizing policy, um, what can happen, what can go wrong, which I think is the question every decision maker should have to ask is what can go wrong. And in these cases, you could say, well, everything. So I don't know where this fight goes. I think they're going to continue to try to double or triple down on their line that uh, this is bad big tech, you know, making people, um, you know, putting people in danger. But where, where does this go? Like, I don't. They could have gone with other countries. There was a coalition of other countries, including America. They all wanted to kind of go in in a group of numbers so that they had power on their side. And Canada's decided to go off alone. Like, where does it go from here? Because Canada's, I think, going to pay the ultimate price. Yeah, well, uh, Canadian journalism is going to pay the price yeah. for this. Uh, I, I, again, will just say the idea of a link tax is so misguided and so short short-sighted. I just can't even get my head around it. It's very frustrating to mm-hmm. listen to people talking about that. And it's not as if the platforms themselves were opposed to other revenue sharing alternatives. Uh, I think it was Google was yeah. one of the ones that floated the idea of a fund that the platforms could pay into, and then that could be redistributed back to uh, you know, news major news organizations. So it's and we also had sharing agreements. At the table. Like there were independent yeah, sharing exactly. agreements already written. I just don't know why they just, just didn't keep their hand, other than that they wanted to look like they were fighting big tech. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what I think has happened here. Yeah. Well, nonetheless, all of these broadcast update, and there's another one to go. As you well know, uh, Doctor, in the fall we go to, uh, I can't remember, it's updating I guess misinformation and disinformation on the internet, and you look to the politicians and I'm like, well, you guys create the most of it. Uh, you know, I don't know how they're going to how are they going to regulate that kind of stuff when when it is politicians that make up the most lies? Well, that's going to no matter what, uh, you know, that's going to create uh, discomfort among uh, people of all political stripes. Yeah, big time. Uh, should. I have a lot of concerns about private sector actors on that and sort of fly by night media organizations Um yeah, that's. I mean, this is part of the problem, right, of having an internet where you've essentially handed over a broadcast platform to everybody. Is there's not a really good filtering mechanism in place that 
we can all agree on in terms of like what's what's reliable, what's authentic, what's trustworthy. All of this is something that's just, you know, Mm -hmm. always going to invite some sort of tension or debate. Yeah, not to mention, I don't want the government deciding what is and is not uh, allowable. But stay tuned for that. Uh, Appreciate your time on this. Always happy to chat with you. Thank you so much. That's Dr. Brett Carraway over at the U of T, one of the many, many, many people that said this is a very bad idea. And it is.